Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pre-Med Perspectives. I'm Lassia, and today I'm here with a really special guest. Um, I'm here with Sin- Sindhu today. She's actually um, one of my cousin's like best friends, and um, I've heard a lot about her, but I've never talked to her. So <laughs> even though it feels like we've known each other for a lifetime, how are you today, Sindhu? I am doing well. I'm really happy to meet Lassia as well. I feel like I know everything about her, and this is the first time we're actually talking, so it's great. Yeah, and um, Sindhu has kind of a unique perspective uh, to talk about today. So I know we're all about like MCAT this, MCAT that, study like this, study like that, med school, MD, DO, but actually our guest Sindhu today decided not to take that path, even though she thought she'd want to take that path. And I think this is a story that a lot of people need to hear. I think it's super important to be able to take a step back and do what's best for you. And I think that takes a lot of courage to do. So congrats on graduating college recently, Sindhu. Sucks that you had to graduate in a pandemic, but where are you today? How are you doing? And um, what's your like work-life balance looking like right now? So I, right now, am at home, obviously. And um, basically, I'm currently my day-to-day is like I'm studying for the LSAT, um, like looking for jobs and kind of just trying to stay positive through everything. Um, What happened to me was like, even six months ago, I was like gung-ho, ready to like apply to medical school. And then some stuff happened and I took a step back and I totally switched paths from medicine to law. Um, And so I'm much happier about it I feel way more excited for it so yeah yeah it's sounds I mean as long as you're happy um that's all that matters and as long as you're um, mentally staying sane especially in these times that's all that matters but let's talk about the process that you kind of went through to make that kind of tough decision um to switch mm-hmm. um so I was really no stranger to pre-med like my brother is six years older than me. Can you guys hear the bell in the back? I can, but that's okay. I love to hear it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my parents are doing puja, if anybody knows what that is. So yeah, um, I'm no stranger to pre-med. My, bro- my older brother is uh, an MD, PhD. His wife is an MD. Like, my whole family is in From like- UPenn. Let's not forget yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, from Penn and... Um, So like, I think I decided that I wanted to be a doctor when I was uh, 12 years old, which makes like no sense because you don't know who you are, what you want when you're 12. Um, But through it all, I always made sure that the activities I chose to do and the experiences that I um, chose were not like the typical pre-med experiences. I wanted to make sure that they were Um, meaningful to me in my life rather than just like something that people will you you know say wow after seeing on a resume yeah I love that um yeah I just want to chime in here really fast I hate to interrupt you but we talk about this with a lot of our guests and it's not only good for your mental and like um, self-curiosity factors to actually do things you like rather than checking off a box for a certain grad school. But for things like this, I think where you want to keep your options a little bit more open, it's always great to experience a lot of different things. And 
if you're experiencing things that are truly, truly meaningful to you and that you're passionate about and enjoy, whether you go to law school, med school, vet school, business school, those things will further your application and help you get into whatever school you want to go to. So I think this is really highlighting the fact that for all the people, whether you're pre-med or whatever, just do what you love. Yeah, because I think, you know, that will shine through everything rather than just like doing something because you think it would add something to your resume. And, um, you know, I didn't major in anything STEM related in college. I got a degree in anthropology and philosophy, which in hindsight should have been very telling of what my interests actually were. Um, But, you know, it's not easy to grow up in the household that I did. And in general, like Asian households, everybody knows, like, you know, they want you to do these very stable and high uh, intellectually stimulating like type of fields like medicine and um, engineering or computer science. So I really had tunnel vision was my biggest thing. Um, I really like how you talk about family pressure. I don't think we've ever talked about that on our podcast. It's not necessarily like some families I'm sure are kind of in some kids are in the unfortunate situation where, you know, some parents are like, I'm not supporting you through school unless you do this, this, or this, but there's that just underlying failure to meet your parents' expectations, even though in reality, they want you to do what you love. And I'm really glad you touched on that. And I feel like with that, it's more just like a lot of people, I mean, have passion for medicine and want to be doctors and work hard to be doctors. But I sometimes feel like it's like, what do they say that you're putting the cart in front of the horse or whatever, but they kind of you know, are forced in this path and like kind of like midway, maybe at the end of it, they're like, oh, I guess I'll do it. And then they start developing passions. And I'm really glad that you hit on that because really from the start, um, you should be passionate about what you do. Yeah. I mean, medicine is such a great field. Like you can go into it for so many reasons and it's so noble, um, but it is also a field that requires that you are really, really sure about (laughs) uh, why you want to do it. Cause that's the only thing that'll like keep you going through it all. And I've seen, you know, close up like what the process is like, and it's always really cool, but it's not fun the whole way through. Um, Everybody knows. Um, And you know, I, it, you know, talking about family pressure, like that was a big thing. I, you know, spent a lot of time grappling with like, how do I go about sharing this news with my parents that I like suddenly after so many years of schooling with like the pre-med track, suddenly it's like, okay, screw that. I'm going to do something else. Um, But again, like we said before, that idea of doing what is truly in line with your values, your goals, and whatever, like people will always see that. And they'll always um, really like to see that, including your parents. Oh, absolutely. And I think at the end of the day, you have to realize, um, you know, your parents are people you want to make see happy at the end of the day. For some people, it's parents, for some people, it's siblings, for other people, it's friends. But at the end of the day, you're the one getting up every day to go to work. You're the one going through the MCAT. You're the one going through the LSAT, whatever field it is. And if you personally can't get through that grind and you are miserable doing it, um, you're just going to have no life satisfaction whatsoever. And you did not go through eight plus years of schooling, 12, 15, 20 for some people to feel unsatisfied at the end of the day. Yeah, totally. And I, I mean, I took the MCAT last summer and I like that summer I was super, I was like, yes, medicine is the path for me. So it was really easy for me to like 
not easy, but it was much, you know, easier for me to get up every day and like sit my butt down and study. But this summer, as I went to, you know, take the next steps, I was like, this doesn't, I'm not motivated. Like something clearly is off. And so the biggest thing that I, when I talk about like career exploration is just giving yourself a real authentic and organic chance to step back and look at, answer the tough questions of like, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, what about medicine is it that really is enticing you? And, and you know, for me, when I answered that question, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I just cut you off. I just wanted to say, I think that's absolutely amazing. And I have so much respect for you for having taken the MCAT, which for most people is the biggest hurdle um, to get into med school. So kudos to you for staying true to yourself, even after sitting through this grueling seven hour exam, spending months and months and months studying to do what you love. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, the MCAT was a beast, but yeah, just like, what is it about medicine that is calling your name? Like for me, I realized I really liked the idea of you know, having a one-on-one like patient interaction and like being able to, you know, tangibly improve somebody's quality of life or whatever. And that's not something that's unique to medicine per se. Like there's so many other fields where you work with people one-on-one to help them. And so I realized, you know, quickly enough that I didn't really want to heal people through science and medicine and health. Um, And So yeah, so it's really important to ask yourself the hard questions because I think everybody can come up with a story to write in their personal statement, but like how much of that is truly coming from the heart? And, you know, at the end of the day, some people may not value that, but I really did. I felt it was important that I woke up every day and was doing something that I wanted to do. Yeah, and I, I love how you touched on the idea that every single job out there, whether it be law school, med school, um, trade school, um, has philanthropic nature to it. Every single job that someone does is touching someone in a different way. And I think we are too far advanced in um, society today for people to be going into medicine just because they want to help people. There are so many different ways to help people. And I'm glad you were able to recognize that. So you talk a lot about tough questions, and I want you to answer one. What was the turning point for you to be like, you know what, it's time, it's time to put my, like, it's time to put this boots, this bootstraps up my legs and go into the law field. So it was, so law wasn't something that stood out to me immediately. So in April or so, you know, when the country was going up in flames and continues to do so, um, it was kind of, I just recognized the urgency of our time. And for me personally, it felt like with medicine, you know, it would be a long time before I could actually make a difference because, you know, you go through med school, then residency where you start off at like, you know, the bottom of the food chain again. And um, it, it just felt like the urgency was too real for me at least. And then I went through like a whole, you know, list of careers starting from like, social work to clinical psychology to, you know, um, you know, other masters in certain areas. And I landed on law because it does give you that, you know, service oriented case by case one on one um, opportunity, but it also really aligns with my interests in social justice and philosophy and all this stuff. 
And yeah, so that question is just, you know, you really have to do some hard thinking of like, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? And make sure you actually have an answer for that, you know? Sure. And I think a lot of us through this pandemic have gone through transformations, whether that be physically, mentally, um, in good and bad ways. And I think it, it's it's like a very situational thing that made you realize this um but I think deep down this is what you've always wanted to do and I'm I'm glad that you were able to fulfill that potential so let's talk a little bit about how you broke the news to your family you talked a lot about the fact that your family um is very heavily science oriented um was it difficult what did you say how did they react so (laughs) you know, all my friends know I went through probably a month of just like practicing what I'm going to say to my parents, because I had decided this, but I didn't tell them. And at the time I was living with my friend Priya in Amherst and I was away from home. And that whole month, man, I was just like, how do I tell this to them in a way that they're going to accept it? And for me, I went through with the approach of like, let me logically go through my thought process, like just lay it all out there, be like, this is where I started. This is where my doubt started. And this is what I went through to land on law. And this is my plan moving forward. So, cause you know, you know they're not gonna just accept if I say, hey, I'm not gonna do medicine, medicine anymore. I have no idea what I'm gonna do, but like, you have to be okay with it. Cause They've invested a lot of time, a lot of energy and money into, you know, my pre-med journey. And so it's only, you know, fair to them that I uh, give them confidence that like what I'm switching to, I have a plan in. Mm -hmm. Um, And my dad was very receptive to it. He saw that I was a lot more confident and excited about the future. And, you know, my mom was worried, but I was like, hey, what are your worries? Like, let me, you know, make them go away. And so I let her ask questions and, you know, I answered her questions. And yeah, so I feel like it's just important that you're just totally honest and authentic with them because that I think the main issue where their anxiety comes from or whatever is that they, they're worried about you and they want the best for you. And so you just have to show them that like you also want that. Absolutely. And I think more than like the financial um, contributions they've made towards our education, our parents are so emotionally invested in us and have spent all our lives, all their lives that we've been alive thinking about, oh, one day I could call my daughter doctor. Oh, one day I'll save my daughter in a white coat. And it's more just going back and undoing those years of plans is like, I feel like one of the most tough things even for someone who is a student and thinking about changing paths like how do I take all the dreams and hopes I used to have and focus on what's best for me and leave behind you know that whole lingering feeling what are your suggestions for people going through that well that was one of the things I grappled with was like all this stuff that I've done all the time I've spent like is it going to be a waste now that I'm not doing pre-med or, or not applying med- medical school? And I guess the, uh, you know, I talked to a lot of people and their biggest thing was like, dude, it's not a waste. Like everything that you've done contributed to your experience, your growth and has shaped you 
as a person has, you know, affected your values and your morals and the way that you like function in the world. So, you know, nothing is ever a waste. I think people get too caught up in the idea of like wasting time, but like, you know, if you fill your time doing things that in that moment were meaningful to you, they can never be a waste. And all my, you know, pre-med quote unquote, traditional pre-med experiences, like I will be able to, you know, showcase in my applications for law school and in my personal statements and all this stuff in my interviews. So I think letting go, I think the biggest thing is to let go of the idea of wasted time, because if you spent your time doing what you wanted, it's never a waste. Yeah, I love that you talked about that. And I think it's more than time. It's like hard work never goes to waste. I think you're going to make an amazing lawyer because not only are you going to be able to think about philosophy and you have that side of the thinking and reasoning, but you also have a very scientific type of reasoning after taking the MCAT and taking all the courses required for that. And I think it's just going to make you that much of a better advocate for your clients or whatever you decide to do with your, uh, with, with your law degree at the end of the day. But I think a, you know, different types of thinking always make you a better um, person in jobs, but also there's so many lessons you learn through, you know, the struggle of doing certain things. And I think everything happens for a reason and you kind of have to take those lessons with you and be like, I would have never experienced this, this, and this, and never learned this about myself if I didn't take that field. Not that I switch fields, but I feel like that's how it would be. And that's how I personally try to view situations where, you know, you kind of have to step away and look at the bigger picture. For sure. Yeah. So um, what is your biggest tip for someone who's nearing graduation and doesn't really know what they want to do? Can you hear me? It kind of cut out for a bit. Oh, no, you're good. Um, I was just saying, what's your biggest tip to someone who um, is nearing graduation and um, doesn't really know what they want to do or someone who is, you know, unsure about the path they're taking? Um, I I think that the biggest struggle for me um, was writing personal statements, right? It's like, what do you, what do you do? Like, why do you want to do this thing? Like when someone asks you that question, like, who are you and what are you doing and why? Um, I think the most important thing with figuring out or navigating, you know, career is being able to answer those questions. And that comes down to really examining, like, who are you? What are your, you know, what are your values? What do you care about? Like, what do you want out of your career? Because some people want totally different things out of a career. Between me and my brother, like he wants something totally different out of a career than I do. And that's okay. And just regardless of the answer, just answering it and seeing where your current goals line up with that. And, you know, if you're, you know, thinking about changing fields, it's like that will really help you answer, like, where should you be going next? So, um, yeah, just give yourself the chance to explore really truly objectively who you are and um, what you want out of your career because then you'll end up where you're supposed to be. Yeah I think that's great advice and I think whether it comes to you know changing careers or even you know smaller decisions I think that's really the mindset um, we should all use um, to make the best decision for ourselves. So you talk about future you talk about you know your new plans where do you see yourself in 10 years? 
or where do you hope to be in 10 years per se? In 10 years? Um, so <laughs> I hope to be obviously practicing law. Um, I took, I made the decision that I wanted to take two years off and just work and gain that, you know, work-life experience that I've never had thus far. Um, and, you know, I'm leaning towards immigration or, or criminal justice. So I have no idea where I'll end up, but hopefully I will be practicing law in some place in the U.S. Um, and helping be, you know, populations that I want to be helping. Awesome. So thank you so much, Sindhu, for your time, um, telling your story, being so vulnerable. Um, we wish you the best of luck um, in your future career. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you guys for having me. And to our listeners, we'll see you next Friday with yet another episode. Stay safe, guys.